0: Hello and welcome, everybody. This is another edition of RSF Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Joe Monday. This is the podcast where we talk about all kinds of things, left, right, and center, what's been going on on the front page of our street fight. A lot's been going on. Lots of ups, lots of downs, lots of smiles, lots of frowns. But guess what? We're going to be all smiles today, baby. You know, you know I'm in a good mood. We got so much going on. Things really turning up for our Street Fighter, Team R Street Fighter, which by extension is Team Everybody. Everybody's part of Team R Street Fighter. Uh, and that's... <laughs> okay, I'll cut the bit. Uh, so really what's been going on uh, is that the sponsorship, it actually has been going really well, and kind of a lot of things have been going on with... I guess surrounding the community that has got me in a really good mood. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, because I just feel like we have been doing some bummer episodes lately. A lot of bummer episodes. And I don't want to deal any bummer. I deal in no bummers today. In fact, the bummer news that we're going to start out with is actually not really bummer news. I mean, some people might see this as good thing. I don't really see it as anything that might even matter. Uh, but big news, which got people, like, real heated. Uh, a lot of people seem to be kind of pissy about this and celebrating some news that might not actually have been the news. Uh, you might have seen on Event Hubs and posted to our Street Fighter that Yeshua Oriono is, here's the head, headline, is no longer ahead of Capcom's fighting games. Monster Hunter's Ryozo Suimoto has taken the helm um, and if you just read that which a lot of people do read that I think there's a study that shows like something a very high percentage of people don't actually read the article they just read the headline and I mean you know how outraged culture is you gotta be outraged at the, head, at the headline without going in with with any actual information this is what you gotta do this day and age, year in our Lord 2018, uh, unfortunately, uh, that it's a bit misleading uh, because you saw a lot of people in these threads saying like, "Oh no, it's out! Thank goodness! He ruined Street Fighter 5. He ruined Infinite Marvel Infinite. He ruined them. He's a terrible human. Glad he glad he's gone. Let's get some new Monster Hunter money in here and and get this thing going, which on its face uh Ryozo Suimoto might have something to do with the fighting games department. He might have some control over that, but if you look at where Ono's job title is, he's still the the Street Fighter business department in esports in the esports division. Right? He's like he's the head manager of that. So, if you think it's going to be that much different Like, there's so many people being like, I'm going to miss the shoryukin at the end of the year. Like, I'm going to... I would put money down, and that's not going to change. You're still going to get your shoryukins anytime the Ono is at the end of Evo. It's just... It's just what's going to happen, you guys, okay? So, like... Un... un Unrustle your jimmies. Okay, I'm just here to unrustle jimmies. And just say that everything's fine. I mean... I guess find fine in that situation. I'm having a self-argument with myself right now because really, I mean, it's it's just a business decision that because we don't know what the inner workings are there and they've been very silent about that stuff for many, many years, uh, it's really hard to say what tangible effects there will be towards... Well, I can tell you right now, tangible effects for Street Fighter V are probably negligible. At Like, at best, that, like there might be one or two things that change their trajectory from what their plan very likely is but i mean ono said at the start of this they had a plan until 2020 so i imagine they're trying to stick to at least whatever that plan has become uh in in recent years they probably have a better idea of where they're going to end up in 2020 Um, now what that might mean because we are two years out from 2020 you have to imagine that if 2020 was their kind of full life cycle of Street Fighter V, uh, they're probably starting to think about Street Fighter VI. If not doing some early tests, uh, at least get some art in there, some some design docs. Make a design doc for me, um, which might which might be happening. And I, who's to say how much of an effect uh, Ryoza will have on that? I don't know. Because, again, I feel like a lot of the Capcom business development has really been kept under, under wraps. I mean, if you look at the department names, uh, they're so similar. And they have names like Developer Division 2, Developer Division 1. And it's not like, I feel like there's not a lot of information gleaned on that. And also, this happened like six months ago. So people got, their, their jimmies rustled. From something that happened months ago. I wish I could rustle people's jimmies from shit I did four months ago, six months ago. That'd be pretty impressive. I'd like that superpower to have, like, plant that seed in people's jimmies. Capcom's just planting seeds in people's jimmies just to get them rustled. I like that. I like their style. Anyway, uh, so the lead article, kind of a non-article, so don't don't worry about it. And kind of the second topic that I feel like I have to talk about, this is just stuff that it has kind of glossed over the last couple weeks. Because I mean, two weeks ago there was the horrible tragedy, which you should still don't. There's that donation page still up, uh, by the way. Uh, Link back in two episodes ago, so check that one out uh, for the Jacksonville shooting. Uh, but also, uh, November's coming up, so please vote. Uh, that's kind of aside. side. Just want to bring it up again because that's some positive turn on something like that. doesn't always have to be sad. There's ways to react to it and ways to respond. But anyway, got some bummer news and I kind of skipped out over a lot of stuff because of what's been going on. We had born free on last time. That was kind of fun. Also catch his stream that he did the, um, before that episode, check it out. Team UIU helping him out. It's good shit. Uh, but X-Kira more links or <laughs> links. Uh, sausage le- sausage leaks from from kira about Street Fighter Five, and we know we all know how accurate those leaks have been, right, you guys? It's always funny to me is that anytime that there's x links uh, leaks, I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know why I keep saying links instead of leaks. That's that ain't right. That ain't right, folks. And I'm not going to edit this out. Not one iota. Uh, so we all know how much I, what I love to see is that anytime there's X-Cure leaks you see people's confirmation bias go like shoot through the roof it, oh, he was right on this one thing he said Sagat was coming so uh, here we go here we go folks you saw the Sagat and well ha <laughs> ha am I right gonna get whatever he says um <sighs> And yeah, there's a bit of data mining that comes with this, but the code is messy, folks. Code is not always legible, and I can imagine from from what's been going on with the development of Street Fighter V, it's probably going to be a little bit messy in there. I haven't seen the under of a Street Fighter V, but I can imagine there there's a little bit of downstairs mix-up. What's going on in there? Uh, so anyway. Uh, the leaks came out, uh, and the, I just love how the first page of the leaks uh, is all different V-Trigger stuff, or V-Meter stuff, I should say, um, including V-Breaks, which is like a burst mechanic, uh, V-Custom, which is like custom combo mechanics, kind of like uh, Jerry's Feng Shui engine, uh, and then V-Cancels, which is like an FADC out of certain moves. Uh, and I can almost guarantee that none of that's coming. I feel I feel this one in my guts, folks. Maybe prove me wrong in a couple of months after after Capcom Cup, where they probably won't make an announcement, but then silently release a patch because uh, you know how they do. Uh, I almost guarantee that none of this is coming. I'm not I'm not I'm not a gambling man, and you can probably hold hold my my feet to that one if if uh, if there is fire coming from this smoke uh however i feel like this first page of leaks is a is a non-starter almost mostly because of like input commands here and just all this all of that bullshit uh now the stuff that we might want to expect on the second page of leaks uh is stuff that's pretty broad that i think we can agree with like i feel like second critical arts I feel like that's something you could probably gamble on and say, yes, there there will likely be two critical arts. Um, just probably, right? I mean, the game's going to be in development for so long. Almost no Street Fighter game that has had a super mechanic. At uh, least, yeah, I say that, but not really. Uh, I was going to say it has more than one super, but, I mean, not really. However, most modern street fighter games at the end of the run they'll have multiple supers to choose from and granted we have multiple v-triggers to choose from right now but i think it's a pretty safe bet to say that eventually at some point by the end of the life lifetime of street fighter 5 we'll see two at least two critical arts to choose from um and a, a whole bunch of like little stuff that to me is just I don't know. It's just so hard to say if any of this will will be a thing, right? Because the way that it it's explained in the first part with the with the V triggers or the V meter usage and the inputs for it, my head was immediately like, "Oh, well that'll fuck up like Vegas V reversal and all that shit." But I guess not. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, folks. But uh I can almost it's one of those things where every time there's an leak, you have to take it with grain of salt and you have to say, Well, it's probably not true. And if you have fun speculating about this stuff, please by all means have fun. Uh I'm just not in the business of it. I don't really care all that much. I think it's kind of a farce, but it is fun to see people react to this stuff and be like, Well he did Sagat. Ha <laughs> ha There was Sagat. Do you guys remember Sagat? Fucking love Sagat. Anyway, New stuff with Street Fighter V, Arcade Edition. Uh, (laughs) It looks like desk is back at it again. And I miss this kind of desk. The kind of desk that finds all the broken shit. And maybe it's just because I haven't followed his channel too closely, but this one showed up on the front page of of our Street Fighter. Uh, And I had never seen this before. This is a kind of fun glitch that requires Ed to... You have to land on the V... Or be hit with the... With the V trigger, his uh, his V trigger one, it's that big projectile that comes out during a like a crouching the crouching V skill. Uh, so it's a, it's a super highly specific, and when that happens, you get caught in a like a hard knockdown situation. Uh, but because you got clipped by the V trigger, the the game fucks up somewhere and allows you to wake up do it performing actions and when I say actions it's that you you legitimately have to continue to perform an action because uh, the moment you stop performing that action you become hittable again uh, so it's it's really funky it's a very funky glitch that will never happen live in a match unless set up by an Ed no that's the thing well Okay, so I guess you could set it up if someone jumps at you and you've, like, activated and you cause the, the V-skill and then they they would also have to know to, to mash something to never be in, like, an un, like, a recovered state. Like, that's key to this is that you have to constantly be doing something and you'll fall out of it. Otherwise, you're completely unhittable. Uh, so you can, what they show in the start of the video is Cody just mashing a jab and he just mashed that jab and it'll target combo if if he hits you with it. But he can just keep hitting it. And he's invincible because the game thinks that he's in a knockdown state, even though he's awake. Because the game fucked up because he got hit with the V trigger. Anyway, it's fun it's dumb fun stuff that I miss seeing from desk and I miss seeing that's miss seeing fighting games break, man. Fighting games being broken is is fun. And I miss that. Anyway, that's that video. Some more tech stuff. Some more fun stuff. This time from Automatic. I said I love Sagat, and I fucking meant it. Love Sagat. Uh, he, saw, he showed some good shit on Twitter. Uh, certain combos uh, under certain conditions. Uh, off of a jump in, he shows this scenario and this setup and uh, a follow-up to it where Sagat deals a grip of damage with like, a cor- like a one, one-fifth of a bar starting from one-fifth of a bar and v-trigger does he use v-trigger i actually don't remember let's rewatch it i guess in my mind i think he uses v-trigger but i don't think that's true uh he uses one bar uh for an ex high tiger shot and then the re- no the rest just stuns oh it's fucking ridiculous no he doesn't use any of that shit it just deals that fucking damage holy shit that's why i included this because i was like god damn that's like optimal use of resources, because he doesn't use any resources, basically. Uh, granted, he starts it in, uh, with the V skill. He has the angry scar for the extra juggle point, but you don't actually have to have that uh, as long as you have an extra bar, or you start the combo with two bars, let's say, because uh, he uses the EX high tiger shot, uh, and then he goes into a combo that uses a, a juggled DP off of a tiger knee in the corner. Uh, now, if you didn't have the V skill already, you could just use the EXDP and gain another uh, gain that juggle point and deal that damage and deal the stun. Uh however, you can deal with like starting with a fifth of a bar. That's like that's bananas to me. That's bonkers. I love Sagat. His combos are so pretty, the cadence of them, the, the way that he works, it's just ah, it's I love watching a various skilled Sagat, which brings me to our next topic, Sagat. Uh, in Street Fighter V, you might tie that to a particular character. You might tie that to Bonchan, in fact. Uh, I've been watching the Sagat recently, and it has just been... It's so fun to watch someone be so joyful about the game they play after years of not having the Sagat, and now he has the Sagat, and now he's happy, and it's good to see Bonchan happy. Uh, no, he's a very strong player. He has very interesting opinions on the game and the fighting game community and the culture surrounding it. Uh, specifically, if you look at the stuff that he's done with, like touring with Red Bull around locals in Japan, that's just incredible work. Uh, and what showed up on the front page of our Street Fighter, actually, early was it fucking earlier today? Was it yesterday? I lose track of time. Uh, was there's a a, a quick documentary. It's like a, sh- a short fifteen-minute documentary, easy to watch. Uh, all translated. It's got it's got subs, not dubs. I should dub this uh, anyway. Uh, it subs on the video, um, and it follows Bonchan's journey through Evo, uh, and specifically the parts that are that actually I found the most interesting. Uh, it's not really like how he deals with with evo and and going through evo and getting all those shots there's a lot of like smash cuts and that is kind of a weird decision but that's' it's whatever um, the beginning and the end where he kind of reflects on being a pro player is really where this thing shines it's his his nuanced opinions I find very interesting uh, for example uh, at one point he talks about... Uh, what it means to be a pro player and what it means to be at the, or to qualify for a Capcom Cup. What that means is a pro player. Is that your main goal? It has to be. Uh, and what does that like deal with your headspace? And then he kind of like questions that of, well, if you were just only worried about results, like there's tons of players who, like that can't be all you're worried about because the results don't really sell things from your sponsors right like if he if all he did was just show up at majors and win sure he'd still be a pro player but what's more important what makes him a, a better a better signed player someone that uh, works really for the person who is or the team that's helping him get plays of the Red Bull in this example, uh, is that he's done so much great work. He puts himself out there. He does so much work within his community. He's out there saying some dope-ass shit like this, where if you're not doing the stuff, you're not utilizing your your, your following base, uh, is that you're just missing out on so much more. It's not just competition. There's so much more of the actual... I mean, we don't call it fighting game competition. I was going to say we don't call it the FG... C for competition, but competition starts with a C. We call it community. I kinda I kinda duffed the landing on that one. You guys see where I'm going on that, right? Got track with that joke. I didn't get I didn't get it right, but you know I didn't have time to workshop this, okay? Just come on off the dome, all right. Uh but it's the community for a reason, and it's that the community is valued and works within the community are valued. Uh and the works that the community does is valued. In fact, in this video, I saw a number of players just at the event uh, that R Street Fighter sponsored and has sponsored in the past. It's actually really fun to... That's probably the most fun about the, the middle bits of this quick documentary. And, and, when, and this is also true of any Evo footage because there's so many people with cameras running around at Evo. They're just like, okay, there's going to be archive footage of... Of just people standing around or like having conversations, that you're like, ah, yeah, that's there's a Oh, there's a little <laughs> like there's a very funny shot where he's like framed where our is framed perfectly in the background. I like that very much. Is also a very good frame shot of neon that is unintentional, but I think very good. Um, uh, but I don't know, it's, it's fun stuff like that. Uh, but speaking of uh, speaking of that, uh, I guess something that this is something that I reflected on after watching this and just have been thinking about recently uh, thinking about stuff that team UIU has done in the, in the past and they're currently doing is how, how players are treated and how the community supports them. And we just happen to be in a position where we can tell a story about our players, right? I mean, for example, I was at EVO. I could tell you the stories that happened there, and in fact, will tell you a story, to build up the players, because, like, that's the thing, it's not, I see a lot of sourpusses out there, not a lot of sourpusses, there's only, like, a couple sourpusses, and then they immediately get stuffed down, because having a shit opinion like this is trash, and you're a trash person for having this opinion, if you said it out loud to me in person, or any actual human in person, you'd just be, I don't know, uh, socially invalid at that point, Uh, anyway, You see people say like, oh, just why sponsor players who aren't going to win because you're just paying for their vacation? Might as well send a couple bucks for them to drink too. And it's like, nah, man, there's so much more to that. There's so much more value to that that you very likely don't see because that's all you're thinking about when you're heading to a tournament and not actually engaging with all of the other facets of the community, not, not engaging with all the other ways that you and others can benefit from you being there as a player, and a lot of the our Street Fighter sponsorships are have that at heart. It's actually it's never been about will this player win the tournament. It's well, if they get on the stream, will it be hype? Usually, the answer is yes. Uh, and if they go there to compete, maybe they can get a little bit of points. Sure, that's valuable. But what's more valuable is like the conversations that they have and the, the, the networking that they can do to put themselves in a position to, um, I guess, better work within the community. For example, and I know that sounds vague uh, to say out loud like that, but I do want to share a story. Uh, I wrote this one out specifically for... Uh, it's about M. Lizard. If you don't know, M. Lizard, a.k.a. Tourniquet, one of the best Vega players out there in the world... Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, did very well at Esports Festival Hong Kong. Uh, there was an article on Event Hubs, uh, which again was like finally misleading because it shows him washing Daigo 2 0, like a straight 2 0, uh, just four wins and out. It was very quick. Uh, but then the, <laughs> the run back in the loser's bracket, the, uh, Daigo just washed him. It was 2 0 the other way. But that's besides the point, regardless. He showed up in the news, and uh, he was wearing. This is what sparked it: is that I saw him playing at Esports Festival Hong Kong, and he was specifically wearing, uh, specifically wearing his sponsorship T-shirt. And it's one of those things where I think he wears that because he's super proud of it, and he wants to make those people who are fans of his play proud because they supported him, right? Uh, let me run it back. So uh, I, I might just read out the story because it's, I had it all written out. I don't really like reading into a microphone when I'm being off the cuff, but so if this goes a little sideways, so be it. So here's here's what I wrote. Uh, so the Thursday before Evo, uh, I was building my schedule on players I wanted to cheer on during pools. Uh, even though Emblers doesn't travel all too much, I looked him up on a whim and saw that he was competing at noon on Friday. And no way was I going to miss cheering him on uh, and shaking his hand for formally representing our street fighter. Uh, we had sent him to Combo Breaker uh, a couple of months back. When I showed up to his pool, he was wearing his sponsorship t-shirt, the Vega one, that uh, you saw in the eSports Festival Hong Kong. And pretty much any time I've seen him, he's wearing that shirt. It's fantastic. Um, it's the one that Quasi designed for him. Quasimodox, very solid artist, by the way. If you need some art, I think he takes commissions. I don't know if that's actually true. I'm just going to say that out loud into a microphone so people can talk, contact him. Quasimodox on Twitter. Uh, I think it's very clear that he was proud to wear that shirt as he was wearing it when he beat Daigo uh, that weekend on Esports Festival Hong Kong. I. Uh, I followed him and a few other players through pools that day and was very proud to see him make it out of pools and losers side. Uh, cause he had lost to Luffy in winners was very close set to Luffy. Uh, the next day I spotted Geki. He was actually on the show before. Uh, if you listen back, he had very, very strong Vega player. Uh, and just a solid ideals. Good guy to talk to. I recommend it. Uh, go back and listen to that episode. He had some very good opinions on stuff. um, he saw him standing around the setup uh, and checked in just to see how, what was going on, see where he's at in the tournament, you know, as you do, like you do at Evo. Uh, and at that time, he was watching a set between Jester Power, who's another Vega main, and Happy Medicine, uh, who's a Bison player. Uh, this was the loser's side of the bracket, and Jester Power was knocked out of the tournament. He'd just lost. Uh, but then something that I'd never seen ever in my life happen uh, immediately after Jester, Jester Power lost, immediately, they loaded up the replay. This is during... This is during the losers bracket. There are still matches being played. There's still other people on the setups kind of route. It's, it's slowing down. They're getting to the end of the bracket here. But other people are playing their sets to get through pools. And immediately, these two dudes load up the replay of the game that they just won. Like... Jester Power wanted to watch how and why he lost that minute. Incredible. I've never been so impressed by someone's lack of ego to be knocked out of the biggest tournament in the world and then immediately talk through the match with the dude who just beat you. But who shows up other than M. Lizard to talk them both through the matchup? And better yet, he's wearing, this is the next day, mind you, better yet, he's wearing the R Street Fighter sponsorship t-shirt, the other one that we had sent him. Like, this was all unsolicited. Like, I I had not talked to him before EVO to even check in if he was going, which I do feel bad about. I do kind of feel like a heel for doing that. But totally unsolicited. Two of the shirts that he brings, he wears on the two of the days that he's going to be competing. Uh, Just, man, flabbergasted. He's just out there repping our street fighter because he's repping the people who supported him. You guys, the community. Uh, so uh, he was right there uh, teaching them both uh, different aspects of the matchup, uh, telling them to set stuff up in training mode and and work how these interactions work out. Dude was just so driven to learn and to help others. Uh, and honestly, I was honored that, and and so should all of you that, that at that, that weekend during Evo, he chose to represent our street fighter on his own. No solicitation on my part did not check in with him. He just wanted to represent our street fighter. Uh, And again, he did that in Hong Kong. He just, well, here's, they sponsored me. They believed in me. It's one of those things where a lot of people don't realize the intrinsic power of having other people that believe in you when you go forward and do anything, try any task. Uh, You you tend to put a little bit more oomph into it. It's hard to, it's very hard to, to quantify that in in a tangible way but this is one of those things where i was like okay we believed him in that one time and this is a person who the first time that i contacted him for the combo breaker uh, sponsorship uh, his immediate reaction not his immediate reaction but it was one of his reactions once we started like getting serious about it he was like well why don't you support Ramos? Uh, I saw many people rooting for him. Uh, I'm trying my best, but I'm not sure that I deserve the sponsorship. Those are his words. Those are his exact words. That He wasn't sure if he deserved it. And I replied to him, I was like, no. You, like The community voted they want to see you because they believe in you. And after I told him that, he was like, okay, I will... I will do my best, and look where he's at now. he's such a strong player, and he continues to grow as a player and help other players grow as players. It's just one of the most just i don't know it it was very cathartic in a way to just see all of that play out in that because I imagine what what would have happened if if we hadn't sponsored him, right, would he have had the that extra little kick knowing that someone or a whole community of people were supporting him? I don't know, but he still wears the t-shirts, so that's it's gotta speak for something right plus i it, short dude dude can drink it's an aside totally, but holy shit the like my kinda my kind of guy, so cheers to you and lizard that this one's this one's for you. Okay. That's sponsorships of the past, but let's talk about sponsorships of the present. Maureen and Mono PR. Uh they're up for player sponsorship to Canada Cup and I'm I'm pretty sure not certain about this because I don't know about my the, the timing on all of this stuff and how it's all going to work out. But I'm fairly uh, I'm when I say fairly, I'm like 50-50 on this, of this being the last player sponsorship of this particular uh, Pro Tour season. We'll pick back up again uh, once the the 2019 season starts again, of course, because there will likely be um, money overflowing from this sponsorship, so it has to go back into the community. That's it, a promise from me to you. Uh, however, uh, Maureen and Mono, being sent to Canada Cup, and it's I've we're doing things a little bit different in terms of how we're supporting them prior to event time, which I regret not doing for the other players. This is just something that well, a we didn't have the manpower for it, uh, and b uh, and we just we hadn't really put enough. we, we weren't familiar with the process enough to do this extra stuff, which now I'm calling extra stuff, but in my heart, I'm like, no, this is like necessary stuff. And it's just stuff like building highlight reels uh, for these players. We have someone on the team that can do that. It's very easy to do. Cut cut some sick videos in like an hour. Uh, and and those gain so much traction. And even though I'm not certain that these players will make top eight, I'd believe that they can they're very strong players maureen super strong laura i can see that there would be a pathway where she would end up in top eight it's a possibility even given the strength of most players in in any premier event it's fucking killers out there i get it i can see a scenario where she ends up in top eight i can see a scenario absolutely where mono ends up in top eight he plays fong he's got some uphill battles it's one of those players. It's one of those characters where if things turn up for you, and you make the right, the right plays, and you play out of your fucking mind, which he's capable of. It's a possibility. It's a possibility space. But it, it's it's been way more fun just supporting these two, these two very strong players, their particular brand, right? And fucking hate that I said that, right? Hashtag brand, hashtag branding. So what I'm all about is branding and marketing. I'm fucking terrible at marketing. But guess what? It's so easy to market these these people because they're super they're just attractive as people. Not even just in terms of looking, right? Like in terms of their their moxie for the game, their their verve for the community. It has been incredible watching them react to all of the support and slap that back onto the community and say, This is what we're doing, like go watch Mono's streams. Like, did you check out what happened at, at at first attack, right? Like, check all that shit out. Like, it's, it's moving in a way. And it's just these little things that we can do, at least from the position that we're in, to put them or give them a proper platform, the proper place for people to see them and what they've done uh, within the community to then go on and compete and when I say compete for like under the name of our street fighter, it's really just for everybody. Cause there's no, this is an entire grassroots situation. There's no, there's no money coming in from the outside. The only extra money that's coming in on top is the extra stuff that the match pitched in. Uh, but to me, in my eyes, I, there's also like no real agreement on, on that stuff. Uh, that's just them being like, Oh yeah, we should do that for you guys. Like, there's no contractual agreements there. I hadn't signed no papers. It's just the people who are at Matcharino believe in the FGC and see a lot of cool stuff in the FGC, and they're like, fucking yeah, let's support this shit. Here we go. Uh, and get into it. They, they, like the coupon codes, for example. Canada Cup Marine and Canada Cup Mono PR. If you enter that into the Matcharino, that's both of those. Use both. Ends up being a full dollar. 50 cents per coupon code. Gotta use both. And then you just, it's for free. It's a dollar provided by Maturino. But other than that, totally community-based. And in this way, I am considering Maturino community-based because, again, there's no there's no paperwork here. It's just, it's just them wanting to do this because they see the value in supporting players like this. And it's very clear that you all see value in supporting players like this. Uh, it's been heartwarming seeing all of that. And that's why I'm feeling good. It's a good kind of feeling, and I feel like y'all should ride on that. At least out until Capcom Cup. Or maybe SCR. I don't know. SCR is the next one. It's coming up this weekend. It, um, There has been a dark cloud looming over SCR that I am a little bit hesitant to talk about. I didn't even bring it up in the notes. Uh, mostly because... I don't know if this will be that big of a deal. I don't know yet. It's hard to say. We'll see how things go on Friday. Uh, But because of the security restrictions at events now, uh, and rightfully so, it's good that players feel safe. Uh, But what SCR decided to do was ask players to um, have open bags, Uh, but not only open bags, but they requested to open up all sticks, which will be a hassle. Uh, I don't know if you've ever opened up a stick. A granite. I mean, I'm looking at my mahori right now. I, there's only one, I think there's only one screw I need to undo. Maybe there's four. I, I'm not going to lean down and pick it up and check it because you'll hear some, some knocking and bashing around. And maybe, maybe my dog will bark. Brick might bark if I do that. He usually doesn't like things rustled. He doesn't like his jimmies rustled. I'm not about to do that to him. Because I'll save your ears too. He has a very high shrill shrill bark. Anyway, I think it's only one one screw, right? But the thought of having maybe fifty percent of all stick users, because yeah, there's some people who have sticks that open up automatically with just a little clip. There's there's a couple sticks like that of that design, which are those are good sticks, of course. I mean, you have quick access to to your buttons if you need something replaced or fixed. Uh, but if you need the open it up with a screwdriver uh and arcade shock is actually helping out with this i think i again don't know what this is going to look like because it hasn't happened this weekend yet we'll know by tomorrow how this is going to go uh but uh they're going to be there helping they're going to have a table set up to help unscrew and screw back in sticks so that they can pass security check-in uh but what got me and something that just it made it just like made me fall asleep looking at it was that i believe it was kanba Quanba, how you got to say that i said kanba anytime i see a q like anyway that's beside the point uh they said hey after you open your stick make sure you put your name and email into a register so that we can make sure that your warranty isn't voided for opening up your stick. Which, to be clear, from a legal standpoint, the little warranty sticker on any kind of electronic device that you open like that does not hold up in court. It does not. Uh, However, we're going through the dog and pony show of opening up everybody's sticks, but now we're going through a dog and pony show of everyone entering in their their fucking email and being registered so they don't have their warranty voided on their device. <sighs> it's, one, it's This is a long sigh where this is not the solution. Humans were not meant to live this way. And I, that is from an extremely privileged position. I get it but also I would like the privilege of not wanting to be like randomly shot at a, an event where I'm there to celebrate the things and that I love and the community that I love. I'd rather not worry about that. I'd rather vote in November and just fucking deal with this shit instead of walk through all of these uh, I don't know. It's good that people feel safe. Again, I want to reiterate, it's great that people feel safe with these things in place. I get it. We are we're still super close to that tragedy in Jacksonville, which again, you can still donate to. And again, you should, there are things that you can do to help affect that community and probably your own community. Uh, so please be active about that. If that is something that you give a fuck about, please. Also, just kind of a side note, maybe keep it in your conversations. Let's not forget about this shit. I know it, that there's passing nightmares left and right all over the place. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about some, some nightmares, it's hurricane season. So I don't know what's going to be happening in a couple of days. So anyone affected by a hurricane season, uh, it's, we got to, there's, they're fucking all over the place, not just affecting the States. There's multiple severe weather patterns kind of all over the world, the globe right now. Uh, and if you're affected by any of that, um, man, I, it's not like, I don't think I'm, capable of giving you proper advice or condolences. Uh, but just stay safe out there as uh, it's my general patent statement on that because we haven't seen it yet. Don't know how severe things going to be, but it's looking rough. Um, and I know that there are nightmare scenarios all over the place. It's very hard to keep track of things, but again, uh, if gun violence is something that has affected you, uh, or something that again, you feel like you give a fuck about, uh, and you don't want to deal with the, the ad security of or don't want to worry so much about this. Don't want to make it a cultural problem uh, in the U.S. as it is. Um, let's do something about it. Let's not sit on our hands on this one, please. Um, so that's the cloud that's somewhat looming over SCR. Even though, like, SCR, it's going to be a great event. Let's not, like, cut it that way and say, oh, here's, like, the shit stain on this this pristine tournament. No, it'll be a good time. The people who are there are going to have a great time. I promise you that it'll like very likely be a great tournament. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, should be great. Uh, now with that said, uh, what else can we move on to? Um, let's, let's start, let's get back on the positivity train. I've got a whole bucket of positivity here. I want to scoop from it. my with my love ladle and and pour it into your your ears here Uh, because there was post uh, from user uh, mr virtue which the title of the post was just a reminder to anyone new to street fighter or fighting games in general it's totally fine if you're bad everyone starts at the bottom Uh, And this sentiment is super true. It's one of those things where I see so many players just want to be good. Or they see all of these tournaments and streams and very talented players who've been playing for years or even months. There's very talented players who've been playing for months. But people who have experience and are getting trained up and utilizing the best of their time to be strong players. Now, there are people who are doing that. When you look at that, as a new player starting out, you see, well, I mean, I can do that combo that that person did. I saw them do this combo. I can do it now. So I know what I'm doing. So I should be winning. But, like, doing a combo in training mode versus doing it in a real match are two totally separate things. I've I've said this before into a microphone a number of times, but when you are starting out and you learn like the moves and the combos and all that stuff, that's basically the equivalent of when you learn chess and you just learn how the pieces move in general, right? Cause at that point you don't actually know chess. You don't know all of the history of chess and the you know, potential opening moves and why you would sacrifice certain pawns in certain times or the whole slew of, of chess knowledge that I actually don't know about. Cause I don't play chess. I don't actually play chess. I know how, chess, but I don't know how to play chess. Uh I just know that there's a whole a whole other level that I am missing out on. Because I know that there's a whole level that people are missing out on in fighting games, if all they know is how to control their character. Um And so that there's just a lot of a lot of good words of encouragement in this thread. So if you find yourself in that position you're like, Man, I just keep losing. I hate losing. I don't want to be a loser anymore. I want to be a winner. Like Balanchan. Uh then check it out. Be encouraged and feel okay with holding that L. It's important. Uh and some other positivity. We got more than glazing it on at this point. Let's go. Uh this was posted by user Renoa 3s. Oh, huh. Renoa, huh. It's an interesting Final Fantasy call-out, given the, <laughs> the the time and posting of this particular podcast. I'll let you guys put the pieces together on that puzzle. Uh, but posted, Thank you, Justin Wong. I'm a nobody in the FGC, and so is my friend. My friend's mom was diagnosed with cancer, and he gen- generously donated to help with some of the medical bills. Thank you so much, Justin Wong. Uh, and that's fucking dope. Like, It is one of those things where a lot of people think the pros are players who are like untouchable, unreachable where it's hard to actually quantify this with the numbers. I don't have the actual raw numbers to, to prove this, but the people who are involved with the FGC, I think they realize that the FGC is quite small in comparison to much larger communities. And because it's so small, it can be a lot more intimate like this. They basically like, I've seen this a number of times, with numbers of GoFundMe campaigns being started to help pay for medical bills, uh, because seeking medical attention in the United States is also a fucking nightmare. Again, let's gl- let's let's deal with that nightmare in in a couple months. But for right now, let's just celebrate the fact that this community has stepped up a number of times and a number of occasions and not just like a bunch of other nobodies in the fgc we're talking like major players here people who a lot of new players start new players starting out wouldn't think that they would even have access to but guess what you fucking do because they're just normal people like you and me they just happen to have um a different career than you right now put a little bit more time probably a little bit more history with the game than you do but that's okay FGC is small, but they take care of each other. FGC takes care of their own. I keep saying that, and I believe it to be true. And I will continue saying that until I see evidence of that not being the case. Uh, But for right now, I very strongly, firmly am a believer of that, that the FGC does, in fact, take care of their own. Uh, So again, also, side note, if you're listening and you happen to be in a position where you're like, well, I I might need some support here, feel free to ask that. Post that on the sub. Let people know that you're hurting because the FGC has stepped up a number of times in the past and will continue to do so uh, as long as is necessary uh, in order for people to, I don't know, just meet that level of humanity. I don't, it's The FGC is good. I believe that. All right. Speaking of the FGC being good, maybe I'm downplaying it, but uh, LiangHub... Believes that the fighting game community is awesome. Uh, posted this video uh, that, hmm, that the f- fighting community is awesome. It just is. Uh, and it's just a great video celebrating the FGC. And I highly encourage you to go check that out, uh, give that a look, and celebrate the FGC with me. Because that's what I'm all about this weekend. Welcome to the positivity zone. You're in my zone right now my positivity zone, and you will be happy. I demand it that you'd be encouraged, motherfuckers. Okay. So that's actually rude. I probably shouldn't raise my voice at the end of the episode uh, because we are coming up to it. Shouldn't raise my voice at the end of an episode. That's rude because I think we all realize and can all agree that this, uh, this is just everybody's fall asleep to podcast. It's very easy to do so. So join me as you, you drift off into sleep. Uh, again, you've listened to another episode of RSF Radio. Again, I am your host Joe Monday, and you can find me at SuperJoeMonday on Twitter.com, or if you want to reach out to the official Twitter account of the subreddit, that's at Reddit SF, or you can find me on the subreddit at user Joe underscore Monday. That's right, folks. You've just finished another episode of RSF Radio. We'll be back again next week. Hmm, I gotta, I gotta break kayfabe right now. Uh, we'll be back next week, but with like a live on-site episode. I'm on vacation next week. Going to be in London. Uh, there will be a recording. It will not be of great audio quality because it will be recorded from my phone. I can promise you that unless I set something up the next couple days and release something scheduled to post at that time, the likelihood of that happening, not very high. I have not packed yet. Uh, However, live in the field from London, I'm going to check out the FGC. I'm going to have a lot of free time in London. Also, if you're in London and you're listening to this podcast and you're free during the day throughout the week, hit me up. Let me know what's good. Uh, Other than that, We'll be back again next week with a special edition of London edition of the episode. I'll fucking have to work out the time zones and that. It's going to be funky. Okay. Just trust me on that. Uh, Then uh, catch the Friday tournament this week with Kamikaze Warrior on the West Coast uh, and then check back in on the East Coast next week. I believe Kamikaze Warrior will be running that as well because, again, not going to be around next week. Uh, And then the tournament the week following likely be on tuesday but we're not there yet and i'll talk about on that i'll talk about all that on next week's edition of rsf radio but until then folks sweet dreams